I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, September 9th. Governor Baker says flags will be lowered to half-staff in Massachusetts until Queen Elizabeth II's funeral. Baker praised the Queen and her legacy last night, saying her imprint on the 20th century for the people of the U.K. and Britain is extraordinary. Queen Elizabeth II, the U.K.'s longest reigning monarch, died yesterday at the age of 96. The Queen passed away at Balmoral Castle, her official summer residence in Scotland. Massachusetts is scheduled to host members of the royal family later this year. With the passing of his grandmother, William and Kate are now known as Duke and Duchess of Cornwall after moving up in the line of succession. The couple announced in June they will be coming to Boston in December to announce winners of the Earthshot Prize, a global effort to combat climate change. A teenager from Quincy was taken to an area hospital Wednesday afternoon after being struck by a vehicle on West Squantum Street. Police were called to the intersection of West Squantum and Small Streets just before 3 o'clock Wednesday afternoon when the pedestrian was struck by a Honda CRV. The pedestrian, identified as an 18-year-old female from Quincy, was conscious when first responders arrived on scene. Pedestrian taken to Boston Medical Center with broken bones in her extremities. Driver of the Honda, identified as a 70-year-old woman from Quincy, remained on scene and the crash remains under investigation. The portion of West Quantum Street was closed to traffic following the crash, reopened around 5.30 Wednesday afternoon. Quincy Fire Department has won a $272,000 federal grant to hire more firefighters. The grant from the Federal Emergency Management Agency will be combined with $27,000 in city funds as required by the federal government to bring the grand total to $300,000. The funds may be used to hire more personnel and also for personal protective equipment for firefighters. City Council will approve the grant funding at their meeting on Monday night. After a nearly four-decade run as business partners, the Boston Marathon and its lead corporate sponsor, John Hancock, are approaching the finish line. Marianne Harrison, the chief executive of the Boston-based life insurer, informed John Hancock employees on Wednesday the company has decided not to renew its contract with the Boston Athletic Association as principal sponsor of the marathon after the next race in April of 2023. Harrison wrote that John Hancock, which became part of Toronto-based Manulife Financial Corporation in 2004, has changed significantly since it began sponsoring the race In 1986, she said it has grown in size and scale and is more globally aligned than ever before. Harrison delivered the news in anticipation of marathon registration opening next week. The announcement came less than two months after John Hancock severed another long-standing local sports sponsorship, its 30-year partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The signature John Hancock logo will come down from Fenway Park's center field scoreboard after the season is over. The Mass Gaming Commission held a sort of show-and-tell yesterday, first making clear to the eager public 
that it has a lot of complicated and time-consuming work to do as it launches legal sports betting and then getting down to that work during a lengthy and deliberate meeting. Interest in sports betting is high as a new NFL season kicks off, but the regulators on the Gaming Commission spoke to ANSI bettors with one voice. You're going to have to wait a while. After years of discussion and jockeying on Beacon Hill, the legislature passed a legal sports betting bill It is now up to the commission to write the rules and build the regulatory framework for a new form of legal gambling in Massachusetts. The commission has been working for months to prepare for the task and is now in the early stages of the complex and technical process of getting legal betting off the ground. Another forum will be held next Thursday. Bay State municipalities and food banks will collectively be receiving $5 million at-home COVID-19 rapid tests to distribute to Bay Staters this fall. State government will steer 3.5 million tests to cities and towns, who will then be able to make the tests available to residents and food banks are also getting access to 1.5 million tests intended for the vulnerable populations they serve. Cities and towns can also seek personal protective equipment, such as KN95 and surgical masks from the state, Municipalities can request PPE and tests through September 16th, and the Baker administration expects shipments to arrive before mid-October. The size of allocations will be based on local population. While public life has largely rebounded from the pandemic, with most Massachusetts residents vaccinated against the virus, COVID-19 impacts continue to linger. Department of Public Health last week reported an average of 862 newly confirmed cases per day and a seven-day average of 593 base daters hospitalized for the virus. In each of the past two years, cases and hospitalizations began to rise significantly in the fall before peaking in early winter. Heavy rain during the Labor Day weekend brought some relief to the drought for many Massachusetts communities. According to the new data released yesterday, 8.7% of the state is experiencing extreme drought conditions, and 86% of the state is in a severe drought. Last week, about 30% of the state was in the extreme drought region. Coastal communities north and south of Boston didn't see as much rainfall as areas inland where the drought level dropped. The new data does not factor in any rain that fell after 8 a.m. last Tuesday. Hurricane Earl is growing larger, but it hasn't strengthened much yet. The storm sits 140 miles south of Bermuda with 100-mile-per-hour winds. Today, it's forecast to reach 120 miles per hour. Although the storm is nearly 1,000 miles away, it will impact the waters of New England through the weekend. Swells from the hurricane are producing a moderate rip current risk along east-facing shores. The risk is currently moderate along the coast of Nantucket. Today, the risk is moderate for beaches along the north shore. The arm of the Cape and Islands, that risk extends to all of the Massachusetts coast Saturday, with six to eight foot seas along the Cape. Because the weather will be nice as summer wraps up, it will be important for beachgoers to remain vigilant with hazards in the water as there are currently no lifeguards on duty. 
skies over in New England will take on a colorful, hazy look today and over the weekend as smoke drifts into the region from wildfires burning out west. Many of the ongoing fires are concentrated in Washington, Oregon, and Northern California. Some are burning as far east as Wyoming. Upper-level winds are going to carry some of that smoke into our area. Meteorologists say conditions can typically make for some colorful sunrises and sunsets, and the full harvest moon tonight could take on a reddish hue due to the smoky conditions. Check on business news this morning. Stocks are higher. The Dow is up 193. The Nasdaq rose 70. The S&P up 26. Global stocks were higher. The dollar fell. The euro is up. Oil at $84 a barrel. Sports Red Sox are in Baltimore tonight at 7.05. Patriots kick off their regular season Sunday in Miami at 1 o'clock. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Today, mostly sunny, high of 80 degrees. Clear tonight, low 52. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high of 84. Partly cloudy on Sunday, high of 83. Mostly cloudy Monday and a high 79. For the boater, waves about a foot. Light northerly wind becomes easterly later today and a high tide at 11.06 a.m. Sunrise, 6.17, set at 7.04. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, September 9th.